welcome to What's Killing My Kale. This is a podcast from University of Minnesota Extension all about integrated pest management tactics for vegetable and fruit producers. I'm Annie Claude, and I'm an Extension educator here for fruit and vegetable production. And I'm Natalie Hoytel, an Extension educator with the Pesticide Safety and Environmental Education team. For September episode, we're checking in with Annie Claude, Bill Hutchinson, and Michelle Grabowski to talk about trends in insects, weeds, and diseases for the 2018 growing season. So in our very first episode of What's Killing My Kale, we talked to Annie Claude about some of her favorite weed control strategies in fruit and vegetables. And so now we are revisiting weed control at the end of the season to talk about some late season things that people can be doing to help prepare for next year. So I know it's a really, really busy time of the year, but Annie, can you talk about um, some things that people can be doing and why it's so important right now to focus on weed control? Yeah, so around this time of year, yes, everybody is very busy. There are a couple of weed management concerns that are important to think about because we will thank ourselves later when next year comes around. Um, two things at this point in the year, we're thinking about any mature weeds that are left in the field that did not get managed earlier for whatever reason. Um, those weeds are at this point producing seeds and flowers and any seeds that are left out in the field will drop down to the soil and lead to more weed infestations in future years. So one of the things that we're thinking about right now is getting any mature weeds with their seeds out of the field as soon as possible um, and disposing of them so they can't uh, cause more infestations next year. The second thing that we're thinking about at this point in the year is winter annual weeds. So not all weeds are annuals that come up in the spring and then go through their life cycle during the summer. Uh, There are winter annual weeds that start coming up at this point in the year, anywhere from August to October, and then those overwinter and then continue their growth cycle in the spring. And so they would be um, growing and producing seeds in the spring and early summer. Those are the two things that we have to think about at this point in the year as far as weeds. So let's talk about those winter annual weeds that are just starting to come up right now. What are some things that people should be thinking about as they're out in the fields harvesting and getting their fields ready for winter that they can do to prevent either the germination of those weeds or um, to start controlling them as they emerge? Yeah, there are a couple of options that we can use in the fall to deal with winter annual weeds. Um, The first one is, okay, so everybody's out in the field harvesting right now. And there might be a lot of soil disturbance involved with harvesting. You might be removing plants from the field that are unneeded, might be removing some diseased plants from the field and disposing of those. So that soil disturbance that we're creating can um, increase the production of winter annual weeds and kind of stimulate that. One thing that we can do at this point in the season, uh, there are a couple of options. Killing the soil at this point in the season and disturb any winter annual weeds that have already come up. Um, A lot of the time, winter annual weeds are going to look like a a basal whorl of leaves kind of near to the ground. So you could till to get rid of those. Another thing that can happen at this point in the year is if harvest is done and you're able to go out there and put down some sort of mulch like a straw over the field or the garden, that can production of winter annual weeds. Um, That would have to happen before those winter annual weeds have a chance to germinate and start emerging. If they've emerged, you're going to want to um, use a tillage or a hand pulling technique to get 
So planting cover crops is becoming an increasingly popular strategy for winter weed control. Can you talk a little bit about cover crops? Yeah, sure. Anybody wondering about cover crops should know that this point in the year is the best time to get cover crops in for the fall and winter. I wouldn't put cover crops in any later than the end of September uh, as a typical recommendation. Now there are of course exceptions to that. If uh, you're planting them in a high tunnel, you can probably get away with putting them in a couple weeks later, uh, but not too long. You wanna make sure that the cover crop has at least a month to germinate and grow before the first frost. This varies by species too. So uh, something like cereal rye, um, studies have shown that if it has three weeks to grow before the first frost, it can still survive the winter and growing in the spring, but something like a winter hardy clover or Austrian pea wants a little bit more time to establish before the winter. Um, so September is the best time to get those in. If you can get them in even earlier, uh, of course, we're already at uh, September 19th today, but if cover crops uh, for next year can go in as early as August, they'll have a bigger um, time to establish. The cover crops can suppress weeds in the fall in a couple of ways. The first is that the physical act of planting a cover crop causes soil disturbance. And so this can uproot winter annuals that have already started coming up. This is a physical act of planting them and uh, raking or disturbing the soil, cultivating it in order to plant those seeds. The second one is that as cover crops grow in, uh, in the fall, especially if it's a vigorous, fast-growing cover crop like cereal rye, it is taking up nutrients and water from the soil. It's occupying space on the surface of the soil. And so in that way, it's competing with weeds sources like soil nutrients and and that can also help decrease the amount of winter annual weeds coming up. What are some resources that people can check out to help them choose the right cover crop for their system? We do have an article that I just put out in the fruit and vegetable news about several common cover crops that fruit and vegetable growers uh, could choose from. And so if you go to University of Minnesota Fruit and Vegetable News, that's our blog and you'll be able to find that article there. But there's quite a lot of information online as far as cover crop choices. Um, if you go to your online seed catalogs, you should be able to compare some cover crops there and find information on uh, what their life cycles are, when they're best to grow, and if they're winter hardy for Minnesota. One thing that, going back to controlling mature weeds that have seeds, um, one of the questions I, of course, get a lot is, how, what's the best way to control those? Herbicides sprayed at this point on mature weeds will not control those weeds, and they will not kill the seeds. The seeds are there. They're not going to be controlled by an herbicide. So using an herbicide approach at this point is not effective. But those, um, those weeds could be mowed down. But if you mow them down and they already have seeds, that kind of uh, cancels out the point because those seeds have now entered the soil surface and they're going to be there for a few years until the germination conditions are right for them to sprout. That's what we want to avoid. So the best thing that growers can do at this point in the season is physically go out there and hand pull them, which is very time intensive. And of course, I understand that everyone's extremely busy this time of year with harvest and finishing up the season for farmers markets. But again, that will save weed management time next year to get those seeds out of the field. 
so hand pulling them is beneficial in that way. Um, as far as what to do with those weeds once they get out of the, the field or the garden, it could be put in a compost pile. Uh, they could be burned or they could be buried or uh, depending on the municipal waste pickup, they might be able to be picked up by municipal waste. What to think about with composting is, in some cases, compost piles can kill weed seeds, but the compost has to heat to a very high temperature for a certain amount of time in order for it to actually kill weed seeds. And that temperature varies according to what weed species it produces. So, um, you know, if a grower is really experienced with composting and is turning their compost pile regularly, at least every two weeks, that would help ensure that every part of that compost pile is heating to an equal and high temperature. That can uh, kill off some weed seeds. But uh, for someone who is not, you know, putting that much focus on their compost pile, I would not recommend putting mature weed seeds in a compost pile. I would recommend putting them in a large dense burn pile and actually burning them instead and uh, doing that far away from the field so as to really remove those seeds from the operation. So early in our conversation, you mentioned a table with some statistics just about the number of seeds that an individual weed can produce. And it was pretty impressive. Do you want to just read off some of those? So this is an interesting table and some of these numbers to me uh, when I first heard them were surprising how many seeds per plant one weed plant can produce. So for some of our weeds, um, such as barnyard grass, a really common one, there have been barnyard grass plants that have been found to produce up to 750,000 seeds per plant. Uh, purslane, up to 2 million seeds per plant. Black nightshade, another common one. And this plant was actually found in Rosemount, Minnesota. It produced more than 800,000 seeds per plant. Um, something like redroot pigweed, palmer amaranth can produce anywhere between 100,000 and 600,000 uh, seeds per plant. Of course, this depends a lot on the size of the plant, but still, those are some really big numbers. And I think sometimes we don't think about how many seeds we're actually putting back into the soil by not removing one weed plant from the field. So some of those numbers I think are eye-opening. And then weed seeds can survive in the soil for a number of years. And this also varies a lot by species. So um, some of the smaller seeds that germinate in the uh, upper couple inches of the soil, like lamb's quarter and pigweed survive a few years, but there are other weed species uh, like velvet leaf that can survive decades. So just something to think about. All right, so I think that wraps up our conversation on winter weed management. Thanks for listening.